Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on the night, Saturday, the 9th of May. Coming to you live at 8 a.m. every morning on the New Zealand Sports Radio. So don't forget to like the page. Or if you prefer to listen whilst you're going about your business, you can download the podcast and just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, or your favourite podcatching app. In news today, um, we have an update on the NRL flu vaccinations. Um, there is a whole host of updates in um, New Zealand rugby uh, as we had announcements of a, uh, a restructure that's happening and that could lead to as much as a 50% reduction in head force for New Zealand rugby. Also, overnight, there have come uh, out reports of New Zealand rugby talking with private equity companies um, as well. So a whole host to discuss and get our teeth into there. Uh, we also have news around the NBL or the National Basketball League here in New Zealand and how that might um, start up um, as um, and also a look at grassroots rugby uh, as well. So kicking off with that NRL um, and there have been three Gold Coast Titan players stood down for refusing to um, take the flu jab uh, the Queensland government um, has said that a waiver is not appropriate and that part of the agreement with NRL was that all players would have um, flu jabs. So the three players who have decided not to take flu jabs will not be allowed to take part um, for the um, for the Gold Coast Titans. One of the players who, who has, uh, Nathan Peets, has come out and taken to Twitter and said, look, uh, it's not a moral um, issue for him. Uh, the reason that he said no was that he has had a negative reaction to a flu jab in previous years. Um, and that's why he said no, because he thought there was an option to say yes or no. Now he's seen the, now he understands the, um, how it has blown up. Uh, he said he, he was going to say yes and have it. Um, he said if, if he realized how it was going to blow up, he would have said yes straight away. Um, so clearly, it's understandable why he said no. He thought it was optional and that uh, having had an ad adverse reaction, you can understand why someone might be reticent to have it again. 
Uh, whilst that is a state, the, the situation in Queensland, um, it's not in New South Wales. It looks like the declaration may be enough um, to go forwards. So there hasn't been any advice yet as to whether they have to have those flu jabs or not. Uh, the national lead has been they think it would be a good idea, but they say it is down to individual states um, to make that decision, not to the national government. But their personal opinion is that all players should have flu jabs um, to be allowed to play. So um, interesting there that, uh, that that situation, we'll keep an eye on that as it progresses. Moving over to um, rugby, then uh, it came out in stuff yesterday that uh, New Zealand rugby um, are uh, having a review of um, all of their staff and going through a consultation process. Uh, and it looks like up to half of their 180, 180 full-time jobs around the country um, could be uh, are under threat. Um, this comes after the national body announced a $7.5 million loss for last year um, and is forecasting a worst-case scenario of a $120 million um, revenue decline this year. Um, the CEO, Mark Robinson, um, confirmed on a, uh, a, a media conference call yesterday that they are working through consultation with their people at the moment um, on that, and obviously a challenging time for rugby. So we are taking all steps to make sure we contribute directly with our staff. Um, so clearly, yes, a very unsettling time in New Zealand rugby at the moment. We kind of mentioned or touched on that yesterday when we talked about Sam Kane being announced as captain, that yes, it's an unsettling time for the players as well, and that leadership is required. Um, so we'll see uh, how that one progresses over the next week or so. Also, uh, they joined that call. They talked about the 10-round, or the, sorry, the 10-week, two-round um, Aotearoa Super Rugby competition by two rounds, I mean home and away. Uh, so the five, five teams will each play eight games over those 10 weeks with the champion being who is top of the table at the end of, we know, finals series in that. Um, however, coming out of Australia, there have been suggestions that there could be a final series between the Australian champions and the New Zealand champions, um, as the Australian champions do come up with the same sort of thing. Um, they are prepared and uh, came out to that, um, during that interview, during that talk, that the New Zealand rugby is prepared to go as deep as December um, to have uh, All Blacks test matches. Um, so, and they're looking to see uh, in all effort they can do to make, uh, to produce test matches for, um, oh, I've gone blank, Ian Foster to <laughs> take his team out for. Um, now, clearly, the, the, the they were asked about potential Bledisloe Cup and et cetera. He said, look, those sort of things are on the table, um, and lots of things on the table, but it's too early at this stage to um, comment or to, yeah, to have any firm position on those so lots of things there um also they're looking definitely looking at uh, getting a domestic competition back like my sink cup and the farrow palmer cup as well um but it always remains very fluid um was the term that uh, that robinson used there um some sad news in international rugby um with the passing of coach um george simkin uh who traveled around the world um with his coaching um, both at 15s and 7s, making a big impact in places um, such um, as China, Hong Kong, um, Fiji, Sri Lanka, um, and Germany. Um, our thoughts with his family at this time. Uh, they have decided that they're going to wait until the lockdown 
uh, is finished, they can have a proper celebration of his life. Um, so uh, keep an eye out for that one. Obviously, a major name here in the Waikato. Um, and uh, yeah, he passed away with cancer. This was not a COVID-related um, thing. Going to hand you over now to Stephen, who will take us through our birthdays for today. Good morning, everyone, and uh, birthdays today, a very underrated cricket player, an Indian-born Blackstick and a New Zealand motor racing driver on top of his game. Shane Robert Van Gisbergen, born this day on the 9th of May 1989, is a New Zealand racing driver competing in the Virgin Australian Supercars Championship. He currently drives the 97 Holden ZB Commodore for Triple Eight Racing Engineering. Van Gisbergen has also forged a successful GT career, including multiple entries in the 24 Hours of Daytona for Alex Job Racing and competing in the Black Pain Endurance Series for McLaren with Von Ryan Racing and Garage 59. The talented driver who turns 30 today has driven in 371 races, won 35, and has had 101 podium finishes. Very impressive. Matish Kishorbhai Patel, born at this day, 9th of May 1976 in Gujarat, India, is a field hockey player from New Zealand who earned his first cap for the national team named the Black Sticks in 1998. Patel, who turns 44 today, has earned 135 caps during his career. And finally, Andrew Howard-Jones, born this day, the 9th of May 1959, is a former New Zealand cricketer. From 1987 to 1995, he played 39 tests and 87 one-day internationals for New Zealand. At domestic level, he played for Central Districts, Otago and Wellington. Jones, who turned 61 today, scored 2,922 runs and an average of 44.3. A very handy cricketer during New Zealand's healthiest Halcyon days during the 1980s. And that's all we have in birthdays today. Thank you very much, Stephen, for that. And uh, we wish them all a happy birthday uh, and a safe safe birthday as well. Continuing with rugby, uh, New Zealand, it's come out overnight on the New Zealand Herald that uh, New Zealand rugby is engaged with a multi-billion dollar investment firm um, to take a stake in the struggling firm. Sorry, struggling um, sport. They have, by the sound of being being talked with a number of different investment companies, with two of them out of Europe. One of those being CVC. Um, but we we knew that they'd all, we'd had rumours of them talk of CVC talking with South Africa and New Zealand um, uh, a couple of months ago now. Um, but uh, nothing came of that. Uh, it looks like Silver Lake now is the preferred partners. Uh, just a reminder that one of the reasons that the national or the the the, the nations cup um, or the content or the, the the new structure they were talking about in world rugby, one of the reasons that floundered was that the investment company involved in that was from Switzerland. Um, whilst the Six Nations were talking to CVC, it didn't come out at the time, but this came out afterwards. Um, so that Swiss company could have been the one that uh, New Zealand rugby were talking to. However, as I say. Uh, it's the American one that looks like the preferred suitor um, at the moment. Um, they are still some way from a deal, and, and the, these talks have 
uh, being postponed during the coronavirus. So we'll have to get back to it. Um, but there has apparently been a sea change in attitude at New Zealand rugby, uh, which has had a very much a traditional and conservative attitude previously. Um, uh, in, in, but uh, yeah, a, a reshaped world rugby or rugby world is looking um, more and more likely with more and more of these investment companies getting involved. The CBC discussions have also been on hold during the coronavirus with the um, with the Six Nations. Uh, and we also heard of Augusta Pichot talking as part of his pitch that potentially of um, a CBC or other investment company coming in. Now, uh, with Bill Beaumont having been voted in instead of Augustine Pichot, that's seen as a much more traditional and conservative move. Uh, and so, hence, New Zealand rugby is having to look outside of uh, or, uh, uh, other options. Um, the um, Silver Lake the, have got investments in the UFC, Madison Square Gardens, um, which own uh, New Zealand, uh, sorry, the New York Knicks, um, and also the New York Rangers in the um, ice hockey, and also the football team. as um, And they also have um, a football group um, with um, Manchester City as part of that as well. So clearly, a company that is used to dealing with sports uh, and some very big sports there as well. Um, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I mean, one of the things was that it would, one of the comments in here is that it could take it out of world rugby. Now, personally, I don't see how that would work as new as, as um, let's be honest, this would have to involve the All Blacks um, because that is the brand that brings in all of the income for New Zealand rugby uh, currently. Um, and uh, one of the, uh, and so, you're about to have someone to play, haven't they? You can't just play yourself. So clearly, uh, so quite how it would involve um, breaking. We obviously make the give um, New Zealand rugby a stronger bargaining chip, but I'm not sure they'll be able to kind of pull themselves out entirely of world rugby. Um, they are um, obviously uh, there are obviously talks with their Santar people, etc. As well, um, but one of the points here is that look, New Zealand cannot afford to make a multi-million loss every year that is covered by a once every 12 year Lions tour, which is the current model that we have now. One of the items that we discussed this week or this on Tuesday night in Hash Rugby Chat is the New Zealand Rugby Finances. And one of the things we've learned is that their cash reserve has stayed pretty much stable for the last decade. Um, so clearly uh, they've uh, have been coasting for a while uh, and in a situation where they are um, basically uh, living pretty much hand to mouth. Um, so clearly things need to change um, for that going forwards. Uh, there's obviously a, as AIG will be disappearing off the um, All Blacks jerseys uh, after the end of 2021, I think it is, or was it 2020? Uh, but anyway, uh, soon, uh, uh, but there are plenty of um, suitors to take their place. The All Blacks brand is strong enough that there will be a sponsor on there and finding a sponsor will not be a problem. Um, but clearly, a lot of things need, uh, yeah, the financial model needs to change in rugby because it is not sustainable. Uh, and one of the things we're seeing now is whilst the discussion, discussions at the beginning of the coronavirus about a month or so ago was all about there being a blank slate, we're now seeing a lot of the things of how do we make the existing, or the existing um, pieces um, survive through this. Uh, and so you don't really have a blank slate if you have existing competitions and existing teams. Uh, so they really, there really does need to be some sort of uh, rethink as sort of funding around this. 
one of the comments in the article from an unnamed source was um, uh, was, was about uh, Australia. Um, and the source said, uh, can the professional game in the short term survive over there? Will they actually uh, have enough money to pay for the Reds, Waratahs, Brumbies and Murrells? Um, how are they going to pay the Wallabies? Are they going to have to return to Manly versus Ramwick Club Rugby and have their best players overseas? It's really difficult to look at Australia with the multi-million losses and figure out how they are going to get out of that hole. I think we have to ignore Australia because it's too much of a variable. That is obviously very scary uh, if you are um, Rugby Australia. That New Zealand Rugby is saying, look, there is too many variables over there. It's very difficult for it. We, we, we can't rely on that in our future planning. Um, now, in the short-term planning of perhaps that, that Super Rugby crossover or Bledisloe Cups, that would be a different thing entirely, but um, long-term is a different issue. Uh, as I say, that article is in the New Zealand Herald if you want to get all of the details. Um, moving on to the NBL now, the National New Zealand uh, National Basketball League. Um, and it looks like two teams have decided they will not be able to take, they will not take part in the uh, initial setup or the, for the, for the post, post, post-COVID setup, um, those being Wellington due to financial issues and Otago because they don't see the value of just being televised without crowds or home games. Um, it looks like uh, they are planning a 6-8 team league uh, with all the games happening in one place, um, very similar to perhaps netball, but, um, or, or, but in netball, they're allowing the teams to return home during the week. In basketball, they were looking at having a sort of bio bowl for a set period of time to host the whole thing, um, but they may be able to allow people to go home at some points um, during that. Um, the teams that are um, um, already or are, are looking at uh, sort of the two teams, obviously Wellington Saints and South and Sharks that have decided they're not going to. Nelson Giants, Canterbury Rams and Franklin Bulls are all in. Um, the uh, as are Otago, who are due to enter next year. Hawks Bay, Taranaki and Manawatu are the ones that are still in discussions as to whether they will or won't um, take part. And that's why it's taken them some time to announce their plans as to um, how they as to how quickly they'll be able to move when they get to level two. So maybe some good basketball on the way. Uh, they're looking at having a draft um, um, players who get drafted in the first round will get something like $7,500, whereas those at the end will get $2,000. So clearly not a lot of cash are, uh, for the players there in salary terms. But what it does mean is it gives them exposure for the Trans-Tasman um, Australian Basketball League, uh, which was the the, um, the, 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 the breakers um, take part in from Auckland. Uh, and the idea is with the obviously with the lockdown and the lack of international players, there'll be more opportunities for New Zealand players. So hey, hence this would be a very good shop window if you are an upcoming uh, um, a basketball player uh, and looking for a contract. Also, um, with all that lockdown, there are many more. Uh, or, or some of the overseas players are based in New Zealand and may decide to take part as well, uh, just to get some game time in their legs. So. It looks like the stock of players are as good as they have ever been. Um, finally, then, uh, just to talk about uh, grassroots rugby, and apparently grassroots, they were talking about grassroots rugby being able to return at level two. 
The problem with that, though, is how are you going to police the grounds? Are clubs going to be expected to police it themselves? Because you can easily have um, 500 people around four games, especially if you have a junior game, a women's game, and then also a men's game happening on the same day, back-to-back at the same venue. Uh, and uh, if any All Blacks were to turn up, um, they've had up to 2,000 spectators when All Blacks junior Sadia Marnonu lined up against um, Piri Wipu um, once in, uh, the, at the polo grounds in Miramar. So, the, um, so yes, there are, as I say, uh, uh, issues to overcome there for both, um, but some soccer does or football does believe that they will be able to work with those within rugby there's obviously more discussions to be had uh, between the clubs uh, and the authorities there you are now up to date with all of the important sports news it is the best way to start your day uh, don't forget to like the facebook page um, new zealand sports radio uh, so you don't miss out on any of our shows or if you prefer you to listen rather than watch then subscribe to the podcast uh, on uh, itunes spotify iHeartRadio, radio acast and all your favorite podcast apps just search for new zealand sport radio Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 